All right, and we are live, ladies and gentlemen, with UFC heavyweight Jared Vendera, who makes his uh, return in two weeks against Justin Taffa um, on May 22nd, UFC fight night. Uh, Jared, how is everything going? How are you feeling? Oh, uh, tired right now. Just got done with practice maybe an hour, hour and a half ago. Uh, so tired, hungry, uh, about to get lunch after this. Yeah, and start my Saturday. Sounds like the uh, the usual for a UFC fighter, especially in the training camp. Um, are you are you trying to cut weight right now, or is that something that you really just need to focus on, like the last week of training, or how does that work? A little bit of both. I'm just trying to bring my trying to lower my weight as much as possible. Uh, my, uh, my last fight, I really, I don't know if it was mental, nerves, stress, something. I just I had a hard time. Like during COVID, like the week of the December 12th, when I was originally supposed to fight Speedback, my weight was on point. I was actually like 269, 268. I was doing good. The second, um, when I actually fought him for some reason, I don't know what fucking like 280 the week of 275 or something like that i was on the heavier side for whatever reason like i don't know mm-hmm. if it was stress something but i could not cut the weight and i mean i like i just didn't look good like uh right now i'm about 277 slash 75 depending on the mm-hmm. time of day so about Tuesday five, I'm actually lighter than I was coming in. I still got two more weeks. Uh, so I'm hoping the week of the fight, I'm cracking 270. Uh, I don't necessarily need to be at 265, but ideally if I'm the week of the fight, I'm under 265. Awesome. But not, not necessarily a deal breaker. Dropping five pounds of water weight is easy for anyone. And like weight cut wise is not difficult for me. I just don't like doing it. I went from 205 uh, to heavyweights to avoid weight cutting. Uh, but ever since I started working with my strength and conditioning coach, because I don't lift weights, I've actually put on a lot of muscle pretty quick. Uh, so that's kind of made this weight cut a little weirder to operate. I'm not used to having to actually pay attention that, oh, I actually lifted and certain things, like, because I do a lot more leg stuff if, if I do lift, just, it's like my naturally strong suit, like, mm-hmm. my, my strongest characteristics, so bam, my legs just bulk up a little bit, so finding pants has become a, another pain in the ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, so I feel like I'm losing weight, uh, leaning out, uh, I'm not as lean as I would like to be. I was hoping to be leaner, and I, I spent the last eight weeks really trying to dial in my weight cut, but damn, it did not go as planned. I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm still I'm happy with what I'm seeing, but I was hoping to be a, a little bit leaner by by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you mentioned the, the sort of the preparation uh, for your first UFC fight. Um, and obviously it didn't go your way. Um, that certainly may have played a factor, but, um, what, 
what did you sort of take away from that fight? Obviously, it was uh, a fight that, you know, I'm sure you wish you could get back. It was someone that you had called out. Um, you know, what what sort of, what did you feel went wrong? And, and what have you found that you're able to uh, learn from and apply for, you know, your next fight? It's a quick turnaround. Uh, this one, it, it's uh, one of the biggest things is, you know, I like short, shorter fights. So the fact that I went from like, I got done fighting, I think, with November 4th to the 5th mm-hmm. or something like that. Literally the next day, literally, like, not even a full 24 hours from my fight, I my manager was like, hey, you got your speed back fight. I'm like, cool, when is it? He goes, four and a half weeks. My, let's do this. Um, like, to me, that was easy. Like, I wasn't stressing. I was already fight ready. I was like, oh, I'm good to go. Uh, like, I can't. I went into that fight. I was like, oh, this is going to be. Mm. But then I got COVID. Boom. That took me out for like a week, two weeks, uh, whatever it was. And then it was the holidays. So this all tied up. Boom. I shot up and wait. I blew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, started working out and trying to drop my weight a little before the new year and I, like, I don't know if it was stress uh, you know finding out that you know my fiance is pregnant whatever it was I just wasn't cutting the weight enough I and then about mm-hmm. I think mid mid January mm-hmm. to later January I met up with uh, Brandon who's my wrestling coach and my strength and conditioning coach we just started working together and, you know, he, he's a wrestler. Like he's a, he was a D one Juco uh, wrestler. So when we got, when, you know, his, his uh, experience is very new in a lot of ways into the MMA scene, but his wrestling and caliber and stuff like that. So we go in the speedback fight, me and him were talking after after the fights is like hey I, you know i don't know too much about like the fusion of jiu-jitsu completely he goes i know some jiu-jitsu but not i'm not black belt he goes mm-hmm. he goes i know how like wrestling wise i know how to get up what well, i would like to see you as a wrestler Let, let's work on these things so i had a very new coach in that sense and it, it you know I don't want to blame him for anything like that because I only have like maybe on a best six weeks worth with him, mm-hmm. if that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can't, you know, you only do so much with six weeks. And, you know, not only was it the six weeks, like uh, for a long time, just I got in my own damn head, like, oh, this and oh, that, and then the, 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 that. You know, I'm thinking to myself, oh, these guys are so much better. Do I even belong here? Am I capable of doing this? Ooh, the lights are shiny. Mm-hmm. I get in there not to be like, oh, I got completely out of class. Dude got in my half guard and we stuck, we stayed there. Okay, like I mean, I didn't really do anything to improve my position, but he couldn't even pass my half guard. Mm-hmm. Now that's bad on both ends, but because he was on top, that was great for him. And honestly, I like top half guard, so I'm not even like mad that he didn't want pass. 
So I'm not even like, oh, he didn't pass because he couldn't. I mean, as I promote top half guard. But at the same time, he did try to pass, but I wouldn't let him. And I'm just like, okay, well, you could have stopped it. You could have done more. You could have – you stopped the guard uh, half guard pass. You could have done more. And mm-hmm. it was just – it was one of those things where I don't know if I just overestimated his ability when it wasn't as this is, you know, Sambo or wrestling or whatever you want to call it was so, so much more vast than mine that, you know, that came to bite me in the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it was an interesting fight because, you know, I'd watched a bunch of your like EFC fights. Um, you didn't look like yourself, you know, so it, I wasn't sure if it was, um, you know, the fact that this was like so personal um, or you mentioned, you know, on the Dana White contender series that, you know, sometimes if you have too much time that you'll overthink, you know, fights, um, you know, you mentioned a pretty tough weight cut in the last week, um, but, but it definitely didn't, you know, look like yourself uh, competing. So, um, you know, what, what sort of, what changes have you made, if any, um, to prepare for Justin Tafa? Oh. Um. I've done a lot more things for the mental aspect of it. Uh, something I want to continue with, win or lose after this fight, uh, just because I think it's shown uh, it's really helped me. And there, it's weird because from EFC to the UFC and you know Smash Global LFA, there's something else about it. Like there's really a different way. And, like, even, like, we'll go talk about the social media aspect of it. Oh, everyone and their goddamn grandma knows something about fighting that you don't. And everyone is a fucking expert. <laughs> and you hear some of these people like, oh, you know, people talk shit. They'll talk shit about anything you say. You, you, you can make a funny comment that has nothing negative about, about someone. You're getting harassed for it. If you say something that a lot of people don't like, harassment. I'm just like, God. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a female fighter um, that be another female fighter that I personally do not like as a human being. I've had interactions with her on multiple occasions, and I do not like her. In the in the UFC? Uh, not yet in the UFC, but in other promotions. Okay. I do not like her. I'm not going to say her name uh, because as much as I don't like her, sure. uh, there is a level of my personal feelings don't need to go into our professional field. Sure. Uh, I don't like her. Uh, Now, uh, so they posted a picture of the female that won and it wasn't her. So I was like, hey, that's a great win. Now, the fight itself was a boring fight, but for the other girl to win, it's a good win and name on her record. Mm-hmm. A win's a win. Yeah, win's a win, and it was a great win for this person. Okay, not. Oh my God, I might as well slap the shit out of a fucking two year old. <laughs> They're like, oh, that was bullshit. Da 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 da. And then, like, because uh, the person that won was uh, Latina. 
oh my god, there's some comments that went straight racism. I'm like, why the fuck did that matter? Yeah, no, social media can be can be scary, and especially, I mean, you're mentioning that you know this fighter's not in the UFC, um, but I feel like you know now that you're in the UFC, your fights. Uh, and in anyone's fights that you're, you know, commenting with or, or associated with um, are just on this massive scale where, you know, a lot of people you, you say, like, do you like MMA? And they go like, oh, UFC, you know, I mean, it's it's that's where all of the eyeballs are. Um, I think that, you know, other than really like hardcores, like, you know, people wouldn't know what like LFA or, or EF, EFC is. Some people don't even know Bellator that I speak to. Um, yeah. So. You know, it's really interesting that uh, that you're on the stage now, and I'm sure that social media-wise, I mean, you've had you've probably been bombarded, even when you're just putting out positive things. Has, has that been tough to get used to? Oh my god! Like, yeah, it's like like some of the people I've talked to, they're like, yeah, it gets real annoying real quick. I'm like, like they're like, you'll see. They're like, we can't explain it to you. It's a it's going to be something you're going to have to experience yourself. I'm like, really? And so, like, I've gotten this one one person that I must live in his head rent-free, though, because he's always like this. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, you have a lot of time to be messaging me about my life choices. Is it a is it a fan or a fellow fighter or something? He, he says he's a professional fighter. Sure. So I was curious. I looked him up on all your major fight can't fucking find him i'm like oh of course and then you know he's just constantly insulting me and i'm just like okay whatever you know and he keeps on insulting me i'm just like damn like do you have this much time i'm like i wish i had this much time he might be uh he might be fishing for a fight you never know yeah no like it's just it's one of those things where i'm starting to like understand where like no matter what i do it's just someone's fucking butthurt about it. Yeah. What was it like? My favorite one is where I wear like like this shirt right here, or like any other like more edgier stuff. Uh, like this one says "Crafted by the Devil." I have a shirt that has a pentagram on it or an inverted pentagram. Oh my god! How I offend so many people wearing that. I'm like. My favorite one is I get called it's like, oh, you're trying to get the Illuminati's attention. I'm like, aren't you special? <laughs> like, I, I wish the Illuminati was real. Like, I just so that statement could be more relevant. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, it's, I feel it's only going to get crazier. It's only going to get more, uh, you know, especially, I mean, if you go in and you know, you knock Justin Taffa out, you know, and you call somebody out. I mean, there's going to be, you know, a lot of Twitter, Instagram, you know, all these different, you know, trolls that are going to come after you. And um, the good thing is, I think you're going to get to the point where you're not even necessarily going to see all the talking that's going on. Yeah. No, like, like, uh, I'll use uh, like my boy, Sam and Dom, you know, like lately has been good for them. Mm hmm. Some people are like, like Sam, really good at deflecting that shit. Like he, he's maybe the best I've seen. Like he goes, hey, like he'll be like, hey, you know, this is how you might want to look at things. Try to deflect it. Try to make a fan out of this person. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 
Like he, he will go, he'll show me some of the things that like how he approaches it. Now, problem is Sam's a very positive and good human being. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, I'm an asshole and it's so hard. I mean, it's so hard to not just be like, Hey, you could just fuck off. Go sit yeah. on my cactus. Sure. Like, it's so hard for me to bite my tongue. Yeah. I've gotten better because I, I own a business, yeah. but I like the asshole in me is still, still there. Yeah. And you, you mentioned, you said Sam and Dom, just to clarify, Sam Alvey, Dom Reyes, right? Your yeah. training partners. Um, yeah. I'm sure that it's, it's great to have training partners that uh, have more fights in the UFC and have experienced more of that, bright lights have they been able to uh pass on like some helpful advice to you when you were getting ready for your debut um just more motivational stuff um because i like like i'll use me and sam because we are stylistically like everything from stylistically to just how we train not necessarily bad but we are two entirely different like on the spectrum he's here i'm here mm-hmm. just that works for him this works for me we like so he doesn't be like oh duh. he's like hey it's going to be big things are going to be big and bright watch out try to relax take it in and go, go with it dom kind of like the same way he goes yeah you know things start happening mm-hmm. but be positive you got this you know you you know we know you're a badass Go show the world. They're like very motivated, positive people. That's excellent. Yeah. Well, Dominic Reyes is actually one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, obviously, you know, things lately you mentioned have not been going so well for him uh, fight wise, but um, you know, flash flashback, maybe, you know, a year, year and a half ago, um, you know, and he's preparing to fight John Jones for the light heavyweight title. Uh, you know, since then he's fought, you know, two, arguably two of the, of the other, you know, best light heavyweights in the division mm-hmm. along with himself. Um, what has it been like to, to train with him? And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I guess what, what has it been like to train with him? Um, you know, someone that, that's maybe, you know, always been probably in the top five of light heavyweight contention while you've been training mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's been fun, uh, enjoyable. Like the John Jones fight was uh, actually a fun camp for us because I have a pretty close reach to him. He still has like about what four, two, two to. I got my 80, 81 inch. He has like an eighty four inch, so a few inch, uh, few inches off. Um, and I mean, I grew up watching John Jones. Like that was kind of my first like. I want to be like him type of person. Yeah. So going in there, helping him prep is, you know, it's like, I got you. I, I could, I could, I've done things stylistically to mimic Jones as much as possible. And it looked like some of the stuff that we worked on and I'm not going to like, I can't take credit for what he did in the ring. It was like, it was just cool to see him being able to, you know, feel like I was part of that journey. Yeah. But, it, I think some of the looks I gave him might have helped him for that fight. Now, because like I said, John Jones was kind of like a hero and idol. It was easier to mimic. Jan, uh, Jan I didn't know too much about, and 
I kind of stopped paying attention to light heavyweights because I knew that I was going to be stuck in the heavyweight division. Light heavyweights was way out of the way for me. Yep. So I was like, all right, cool. Uh, so I started, I totally didn't think of Jan, not, not to like disrespect him, but I just never thought like to watch Jan, figure out his style. Yep. So he goes in there, you know, he loses. Now, I didn't know so much about his last guy that I don't know his name. There, uh, well, it, it's uh, Yuri. Um, I'm not sure. I'm also not sure on the pronunciation of the last name, but I will say I think he is impossible to mimic. I've never seen somebody that fights like him. No. That was the issue. If I actually watched his style, I win. That's how I train. Like, I will fight that way, like Yuri, just for fun. Mm-hmm. I actually, I this, when I do that style, I mm-hmm. find myself a lot more relaxed and a lot more free. It, it sounds stupid, but I get hit less and people are like, your hands are down. I'm like, doesn't matter. Because I, when I feel here, I feel very stiff. My hands here, I feel a lot more loose. My shoulders are loose. So it was, I wouldn't say upsetting. Uh, like I was upset with myself because I didn't watch the video to help Dom on that. And I'm upset with myself because if I could have trained with Dom that way, I would have been so much happier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do, I like, I actually like Yuri's style. And I like the fact that he's like, fuck it, I'm doing it my way. Uh, because I, that is something I do prefer fighting like that. I get a lot of shit from everybody when I do train like that. They're like, that's not the proper way. This person does that. And I'm just like, well, I'm better this way. And I beat the crap out of them. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think, I think a lot more folks are going to, you know, you kind of need, you mentioned like that you, you know, watch John and the way that he fights and can mimic him. I think that once a fighter gets, you know, top five championship level um, fighting a certain way, it then, you know, is almost like the role model effect where other people are like, Oh, true. I can do that now, you know, and, it, and it's, and it's more acceptable. My coaches aren't going to say, you know, no one ever, no one ever get, was successful doing that. Well, look at Yuri, you know? Yeah. Or like, like, or techniques. Like I would, I would go not necessarily like mimic completely styles of fighters, but techniques mm-hmm. like uh, John Jones, for example, he was kind of the first one to do oblique kicks. Yep. Okay. Now everyone started doing oblique kicks. Uh, then Silva keeped the uh, freaking mm-hmm. Vitor. Mm-hmm. Everyone started doing it. Um, and then as of currently, the all the rage is calf kicks. Yep. Oof. Oh my god, I want to slap the shit out of people because, like, I've heard, I've literally heard UFC fans saying, "Oh, the reason why Muay Thai is not so popular." Is because they don't have calf kicks. Like motherfucker, Muay Thai checks kicks. Mm-hmm. Most MMA fighters don't. Mm-hmm. And the few times that Muay or uh, fighters have checked kicks, some people break their legs. Right. Great example was two weekends ago when Whiteman threw a naked calf kick and Hall just twisted his foot out, checking that calf kick. Kind of showing everyone, like, hey, don't be an idiot thinking 
these calf kicks are the be all end all type of thing. Well, I think it's been, I think this year has been huge for calf kicks. I mean, we actually saw, I think at least one or maybe two stoppages in the UFC due to calf kicks. And then obviously on the biggest scale, uh, in one regard, I mean, calf kicks were extremely effective. Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Um, and then on an equally uh, big scale, you know, you, you saw the, the defense aspect of a calf kick uh, with, you know, Hall and Weidman. Um, so I think that, you know, more people are aware of them, but people are also aware that there, there is a defense. You don't just have to take bruising and bruising and bruising and hope you can, you know, get in and piece, piece them up. So. Um, yeah. How, how do you incorporate that into your style? I mean, I'm sure it's not something, it doesn't sound like something that's new for you, but, um, you know, how do you, how do you look at calf kicks for yourself? I like, I don't mind people throwing them, but like everything I like, I don't know if it was, I had more of a kind of a tie startup, but you check fucking kicks. Like I get, you can't check them all. Mm-hmm. You check some you check, you don't let just someone just keep kicking you in the leg. Well, you don't let somebody, you don't let somebody just punch you in the face. So exactly, <laughs> like, you you're going to pay, you're going to dip, you're going to slip. So why the fuck are you going to let them keep kicking you? And then you see these wrestlers like, oh, I'll just take it, I'll just take it. Well, yeah, you could take some until you get someone that can kick you hard enough. Where like, oh, I'm going to take them down. They kick you, you're like, I can't shoot anymore. It's like, well, fucking check. Mm-hmm. Mobility is, is so huge, especially for a wrestler having to, uh, you know, close distance really, really quickly in order to score a takedown. I mean, your mobility is a huge mm-hmm. factor in that. Yeah. No, I've had uh, maybe I think three or four fights with uh, former professional boxers. Mm-hmm. I have leg kicked them to beat them on. Like I've leg kicked them, and they've gone to the ground one way or another. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, that's your fault. And I see some of these guys like, oh, I'm I'm a Thai guy, I'm this guy, and then not check a single leg kick. I'm like, clearly you're not Thai enough because Thai fighters check leg kicks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I get if a dude comes up, gives you like a, you know, jab, cross, hooking, you're blocking, blocking, and they follow through with leg kicking. You don't check. All right, I get getting hit, but all those naked kicks, and I've I've been definitely guilty of throwing naked kicks, but all those naked kicks that don't get checked, it's like, well, that that right there. If you check that kick, that could have prevented more kicks. Right. And you might have broken his leg. Like, right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I think that we see, um, you know, a lot of fighters going and training Muay Thai now. Um, intentionally, you know, not just, uh, you know, in the States going to a Muay Thai school, but actually going to Thailand to do some work. I've seen a couple of fighters, you know, sort of people that I've watched just, um, you know, it says fighting out of Thailand now. (laughs) And uh, it's interesting. Um, I remember one of the most uh, sort of egregious um, Thai adoptions was Khalil Roundtree um, versus I think it was Eric, uh, Eric Anders. Um, and, you know, as a fight, I believe Roundtree was, he was coming off like a TKO loss and he needed to switch something up. And so he went there, uh, trained with them and calf kicks played like arguably the decisive role in that fight. Um, because towards the end, I mean, Eric Anders, super tough dude, 
um, but was, you know, limping in, in just the third round. It was a three round fight. Um, so yeah, that style has, has caught on a lot. Yeah. But even then, like, like all the gyms I've went into train, there's plenty of coaches that are like fucking check. Sure. Yeah. Like they're like, we, like I have heard so many coaches like, all right, Dan Henderson, not known for his Muay Thai skills at all. Nope. Yells at people to check kicks. Like he knows, like, like let's be real here. We know I'm gonna kick somebody. He can recognize that the the sport is evolving, and yeah, and he, he's like, check his kick. Uh-huh. What was it? One of my teammates. You know, I'll say Sam. As much as I love Sam, he doesn't believe in checking kicks. <laughs> like he, like me and him joke very openly that he was like, I will check one out of sixteen kicks. And then, like, I'll kick him, boom, 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 boom. And then he checks one. He's like, yeah, I check one. <laughs> like, he won. I'm like, man, just kick him again just to prove a point. Like, doesn't matter. You check only one. Yep, yep. Well, well uh, I try to get everybody in the world to, to watch the podcast, but I will intentionally try to hide it from whoever uh, Sam Alvey's next opponent is <laughs> so that they, they don't hear this advice, but dude, you can watch any of his fights. I don't think he's ever checked a kick. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Um, just to quickly wrap up on, on uh, your training partner, Dom Reyes, it's, it's a really interesting sort of career trajectory to me where um, he goes 12 and 0, he looks unstoppable. Um, you know, I was actually in Boston when he fought Chris Weidman, um, you know, hit him with one punch and it was just pretty much over. Um, and then, you know, obviously very controversial loss to John Jones, um, and then pretty decisive losses to, um, Jan Blahovich and, and Yuri. Um, I'm really curious where, I don't know if you've spoken to him, but, you know, just knowing him so well, where do you think he should go from here? Cause it's not like he's. You know, generally when someone has three losses, it's like, oh, like their career might be coming to a halt. With Dom, that's clearly not the case. I mean, he's fighting like the top of the top um, and has had moments in all in all those fights, maybe not the Yon fight, but it, certainly the other two fights where he looked damn good and it looked like he might finish the fight himself. So yeah. um, what, do you, what do you think? Where do you think he should go from here? Do you think that he should, you know, try to fight someone who's a little bit lower down the rankings or, you know, take some time? What, what's, what do you think is best for Dom just knowing him so well? Oh, uh, well, like I know him more on a professional level, not a personal level. So I, when he, he, he's out and about, he does his out and about stuff that, that, but like as a fighter, I would say take some time off, obviously. Recover. Boom. That that's his should be number one priority. Followed by there's no need to rush the next fight. He doesn't need to fight in two months. You know, he needs to just sharpen up some tools. And even then, like the year fight, like he came in weird. But Dom did not look terrible. Like 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 I lost count how many times that Yuri took a left hand by Dom. I'm like, there were times where uh, there were multiple times. Again, the fight went less than two rounds. There were multiple times where I thought each guy, I, I was like, it's over. It's over. There's no oh, way. Yeah. And then it's like, how? And now they're standing back up and everything's normal, you know? Yeah. 
and, and that left hand though. But Yuri's poker face was, was the start. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you just don't know if he's dazed or if he's waiting. Like, come on in, back in. Yeah. The, the moment where he was dazed, the one time, like, it wasn't his face that gave it away. It was his body doing this. His face was. Yeah, you can tell a lot legs. Yeah. Give that man an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> it was good acting. So. Um, yeah, definitely some time. Um, do you have a do you have an opponent you'd like to see him face or a style? Um, maybe I mean he's been fighting a lot of strikers, maybe maybe a wrestler or something. Yeah, no, I, I honestly I would just like to see him get back into the wind column. That would always boost someone's spirits. Uh, yeah, maybe someone in the top ten. Uh, I really don't know any other guys in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, got, you got Glover fighting for the title. You've got um, Rakic and Yuri looking like they're going to fight. Um, I guess a really interesting one for me would maybe be either Tiago Santos or um, Anthony Smith. I would like to see him fight Anthony Smith. I, I actually, reason why is I like Tiago Silva a lot, or Tiago Santos a lot more than I like Anthony Smith. Okay. So I, I don't want to have that emotional fight. I'm just like, oh. I'd rather him to fight Anthony Smith. Plus, I think Anthony Smith has a little bit more uh, all around. And I think it would be a fu- uh, more enticing of a fight mm-hmm. to fight Anthony Smith because he hasn't really fought a high-level grappler. I think uh, like Glover would have been an interesting fight for him, too. He would, yeah. He definitely so, I think Anthony Smith would be a good one. Or uh, another good option would be is uh, Jim Crew. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, after his leg heals up a bit, that would, yeah. be a, that would be a really interesting fight. Two really tough guys. Yeah, so, I mean, he still has a few a few dudes that I think, you know, where he stays relevant uh, that, you know, not necessarily not going to put the beat down on each other, but – and I also think he needs to take a step back from five rounds, just focus on three mm-hmm. for right now. You don't need to be headlining. Just take a step back, have three rounds. Sure, sure. Yeah, a lot of headlines, a lot of uh, a lot of bright lights, main events. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, I'm curious. I mean, you're two weeks away from your fight. Um, you know, Justin Taffa, he's had – more UFC fights uh, than you, but obviously you have a lot more professional fights than he. Um, are you happy with, with the matchup? How did it um, come to be? You know, uh, like uh, what made you accept this fight? And, um, you know, are you are you happy that you're squaring off against him? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so basically how that came to be was I was, I was actually in Vegas at the PI doing all my – uh, PI stuff. I was just trying to like see where I'm at as a whole, like as a fighter, as everything. I was like, where do I stand up? You know, to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a message from my manager like, hey, um, you want to fight this weekend? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, it was the opponent I think was Phil Lentz or something. This this weekend? Wow. No, no. What, this was like like eight eight nine weeks ago, maybe ten. So that's like very, very shortly after your first fight. It was very short, like 
two or three weeks. I'm not even exaggerating. It was very short after my last fight. I'm like, I'm down. My medical might say otherwise. If you could see what you can do, what Mick could do, see what, because I'm already here in town. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to make, go. Yeah. I'm good to go. Like, I was, and they, they're like, hey, we, we can't get that fight for you, but we appreciate you being willing to t- step up on week notice, blah, 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 blah. It's like, hey, in turn, here's two fights. They're like Greg Hardy and uh, Justin Thompson. Ooh. I was like, cool. So, but before I jumped on the names, because I was like Greg Hardy, I, like, I was like, all right, we'll do Greg Hardy. I heard I, I heard you talk a little smack about him after the Dana White contender series. I thought that might be an interesting. I stand by that statement, but I will respect the guy for getting proven. Okay, I, I he's starting I'm starting to wear on me, but I'm excited for his next fight against uh, Ty Boston. That is going to be one fucking banger of a fight. I don't I don't, th- don't think that goes to the decision. If it does, <laughs> that would be the shocking part. That one should be a banger. I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards Ty, though. I think his stand-up's a little bit better, and I think his cardio is better. Me too. But it's gonna be a fun fight. Now, so I was like, I'm. I'm thinking Greg Hardy. I sent it to my coaches because I'm not gonna make a decision like that without their backing slash blessing. Mm-hmm. Now, like at first, I was like Greg Hardy, and then one of my coaches was like, "Yo, timeout, tough." I'm like, "All right." I'm, I'm going throughout my day, so I'm, they're talking back and forth. Bah, 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 bah. Then they're like, by the end of the night, they're like, yo, we want Tafa. Here's Y, X, Y, and Z. Here's Y, A, B, and C. It's like, let's just do Tafa. I'm like, all right, we're doing Tafa. Message my manager, like, my team says Tafa, so we're doing Tafa. That, that is kind of how that went. Like, I, like, if my team didn't like, if my team was split, you know, we'd flip a quarter or something, we would pick someone from that. Mm-hmm. But because my team all decided that Tafu would be the right choice to go, I'm like Tafu. Excellent. Yeah. So, I mean, Justin Tafa, I've watched all three of his fights uh, in UFC. Um, obviously, two have not gone his way, one has, um, you know, looks pretty good um, in terms of like uh, sizing up the fighter, watching film, watching, you know, or maybe being aware of his, uh, you know, previous couple of fights. Um, You know, how do you, how do you prepare for, for Justin Tafa? I mean, him being lefty helps because all my partners that I just stated are lefties predominantly. So that there's that natural boom. I have that, uh, comes from a very good kickboxing team. Like, he trained with, uh, you know, I stated Taiju Vasa, you know. He's not training with no slouchy person. He's like Taiju Vasa, you know. He's also uh, training with Mark Hunt. I mean, it's Mark motherfucking Hunt. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a fan of Hunt. The walk-off uh, KO, man. Yep. Yeah. And then his, his brother, I, I actually was uh, intrigued because I'm, I like kickboxing. His brother's a glory kickboxer, Junior Tafa. Yep. So 
Like, I know the one thing I do know is he, he going to stand up at least a little bit. Right. Um, I, you know, I think his stand-up's going to be fun match because I like standing up. He likes standing up. So I do think that could, you know, be a banger in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he's a lefty. I like fighting lefties. So yep. that's always a plus. Yeah. Well, it's, it sounds like you're familiar with him, you know, that you already were familiar with him. And obviously you've had some time to think about it. Um, I did hear one of your other interviews where you predicted a spinning wheel kick knockout, um, which I would love to see, but I definitely chuckled when you said it. Um, if uh, a spinning wheel kick seems like it's not going to work out, um, you know, do you think that uh, you mentioned, obviously, Tafa will, would like to stand? Do you think that you'll try to get the fight to the ground or do you think that you'll try to stand up with him and see, you know, maybe who's the better kickboxer boxer um you know how, how do you see that working out if if the spinning wheel kick doesn't work see like everyone's like take him down take him down have you seen the man like he's six anywhere from six foot to six three mm-hmm. give or take because i mean some of those measurements are like you look at him like it says six six foot he looks like he's six ten mm-hmm. all right whatever uh so, I'm assuming anywhere from six foot, six three. Plus, there might be the you know slight variation from metric to uh, was it imperial to uh, metric. Yep. So there could be that slight variation. So, in all fairness, I don't want to sit there and be like, boom. You know, I think what was you know shooting on a boulder of a man might not be mm-hmm. the best idea. Like, boom. The dude looks like he has some big-ass legs. His core looks, you know, yeah, he might have a little fat, but there's – don't get it twisted. There's muscle and power behind that Certainly dude. not an easy guy to get to the ground. Yeah, so getting him to the ground it might not be the best of ways. Um, that's why I'm trying to lean down so I'm the quicker of the two. As more, like, especially striking, the leaner guy tends to be the faster guy. Right. I do have some reach on him too, so that helps. But if I'm a lot, not only say a lot, but if I'm a lot leaner or leaner than I am now, maybe my speed could basically kill his power. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, well, you know, I'm really excited for that fight. Um, I, I'd also be surprised if that one went to decision. So let's let's uh, let's see what happens, and then and then chat a little bit more about it. I'm I'm excited to see that. And uh, I think there's a lot of possibilities just in terms of like the heavyweight division really um, has had a lot of newcomers in the past couple of years. And there's, you know, some great fighters working their way up the ladder. Um, I know you've called out sort of Greg Hardy a little bit, um, Tom Aspinall a little bit. Um, What other fighters uh, sort of excite you in in the division for potential matchups? I, I would like to, is it Carlos Felipe? Carlos? Mm-hmm. Just his last opponent. That I think would be a fun fight. Uh, again, he's a boxer. So, stylistically, I like fighting boxers. Uh, sure. That would be a fun fight. Uh, but there, there's there's definitely a bunch of other fighters. Uh, you know, maybe even Parker Porter or uh, Justin Parisian. Those would be some fun fights. So, I'm not necessarily trying to climb up the ladder as fast as I can. Uh, you know, I'm not, I don't want to stay bottom of the barrel, but I don't want to just 
like uh, Dom, Dom shot to the top three foot. Yeah. And good for him. That that was his goal. I don't necessarily want to shoot to the top. I want to work my way to the top. And I like fighting. Like that, I think maybe trumps my desire to be champion immediately is I want to fight more so than I want to be champion. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't want to be a champion, but I just don't want to shoot my way to the top. Be like, yeah, I'm champion. Because, you know, once you're a champion, you don't get to fight whoever you want, really. No, you, you, but, fight, you fight crazy killers and you, you got a huge target on your back. Yeah. And there's not even, like, like you know, in a sense, like the heavyweight division small. If I'm not trying to rush to the top, I have more options to fight a little bit of everybody. Mm-hmm. And I would enjoy actually fighting everybody. I, I don't need, like, I want to fight everybody. Like, I mean, there's a whole list of people. Like, I want to fight Olaski. I want to fight uh, Olenek. I want to fight, like, I just want to fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, I'd like to go with uh, who's fighting tonight, Marie Screen. Like I'm not, I'm not like I must be the champion. I'm like I want to fight you all. I think, and then eventually make my championship rounds. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, we've seen a lot of people get catapulted just because they have sort of that you know that it factor. They have you know a crazy knockout or something, and it's really tough for them, you know, because because you get catapulted, and I think there's a big difference between fighting number eight through 10 and then fighting, you know, number two through four. Um, so that, I think that's a, that's a good approach. One, one fighter that I really look at right now, who I think is uh, doing a pretty, doing a pretty wise job is uh, Sean O'Malley, you know, the 135 er um, you know, he keeps fighting sort of un, unranked opponents, um, but sort of different skill sets and whatnot. And I think that that is pretty wise because I'm sure they've offered him ranked opponents, um, and you know, he's still relatively new into his UFC career. And I'd like to see more people that, uh, you know, have some success early on, like not get catapulted. Cause I feel like it can really sort of derail a career and derail confidence and derail, you know, um, just all that belief that fighters need to have in themselves. I mean, I've, I feel like it's a fair assumption or statement about O'Malley. I'm, Okay, I was very indifferent on him as a human. Didn't care. And, you know, people love him for whatever reason. Cool. He, he I think, kind of has it back. Whatever. I was very indifferent until he cried about that fucking calf kick against Cheeto. Against Cheeto Vera. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, again, bias. I used to train with Cheeto for cardio. Oh, okay. Though I know him. I think he's a good person. I think the dude is a top-notch human being. For him to go, that didn't count. No, motherfucker. You not checking is the reason why you went down. Yep. And that's all you had to fucking do. Yeah. And uh, to act you didn't lose, fuck you. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's my, that's hey. my, my viewpoint on that. No, that's how you feel. Um, you know, and I think that that fight really um, – was really divisive for like a lot of people. Uh, I feel like a lot of casuals and obviously people that really like Sean um, were like, Oh, you know, run it back, run it back. Like that wouldn't happen again. That's like a fluke thing. Um, 
people that are more like hardcore, more, you know, tuned into the calf kicks or maybe, you know, um, we're, we're rooting for Cheeto or like, no, that's, that's super legit, you know? Yeah. No, it, like, like, again, I don't necessarily think they should be this effective yeah. because I've been checking, but when you're not checking and someone's landing on you, no one's going to be like, Oh, let's run it back because he landed a head kick. Right. Right. It's an effective tool. You're like, if your hands down and foot yeah. comes across, whose fault is that? The yeah. person that, you know, didn't defend the head kick or the person throwing the head kick. It's not Cheeto's fault that fucking O'Malley didn't check. No, no. It, yeah, I mean, no one no one is uh, is begging for like uh, Askren versus Masvidal again, you know? Um, yeah. That's the same thing. I mean, just one strike. One strike, did it in. Yeah. Um, Excellent. One question that I had for you, it's kind of a a silly question, but the UFC always has like these nicknames, right? Um, And everybody seems to have a nickname, um, some a lot more uh, prolific than others. Yours is the mountain, which I feel um, physique wise fits you pretty well. I mean, you're really strong, um, you know, tall guy. uh, And I mean, you obviously have to cut a little bit of weight to, to get down to the, to the heavyweight limit. How did you get that nickname, The Mountain? Did they give it to you? Did they ask you to choose one? Did a commentator give it to you? How, how did how did you become The Mountain? Uh, there's just This camp comes back to like my old manager. They were like, hey, do you have any names that people call you? I'm like, depends on where you're fucking at. Like, like depending on who you hang out with, depends on who you're talking to. So I'm like, here, here's a bunch of names that people call me. Some of the more fun ones were taken out, which I was upset about. Big fuck was like on top of my list. <laughs> Wasn't allowed that one. I thought that one was fun, marketable, but no. Maybe, I was just like maybe hey. for a, maybe for an eighteen plus audience or something, but I, I can't see that. The, the UFC inking deals with like ABC and ESPN that would be. That would be pretty pretty entertaining to have you come out and have that like on a t-shirt or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 hey, I mean, fucking Ben Ashby made a t-shirt with Darren and Till calling the curly-headed fuck, so. Sure did. Yeah, he sure did. That's funny. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, so. I thought that was doable. That was uh, the one that stuck, yeah. And then, like some of my like some of my nerdier friends that I would play Yu-Gi-Oh with, would call me Blue Eyes White Dragon because I'm big as shit, blue eyes, and obviously white. And I had, especially when I was younger, I had more fascination with dragons. Granted, I landed more towards the red eyes, black dragon deck, but it's here nor there. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what what types of stuff are you, do you do outside? I mean, you just mentioned Yu-Gi-Oh, and obviously. Um, you know, you have a family, I'm sure that takes up a lot of time, but um, what are sort of your hobbies outside of, of UFC when you're not, you know, when you're not training? Uh, literally, it's just like three things, maybe four. Uh, there's playing video games, uh, anime, and manga. What was the last one? Manga, which kind of correlates with anime. Okay, cool. Uh, and... Occasionally shopping, uh, that just because I occasionally like to buy random shit. But for the most part, that I'm either watching anime, uh, reading manga, or 
you know, playing video games. Yep. Cool. I just was it like two weeks ago? I got a full 100% completion on Cyberpunk 2077. Considering with all the bugs and stuff, I like, I guess that's a, a really hard trophy to achieve. Yeah. But I achieved it. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So it sounds like all of those, uh, all of those hobbies allow you to get the, the rest that you need um, when it comes to like, you know, when you're not training. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. And it, it, most of those hobbies are just from childhood. Like I've always been a giant anime fan. Like people like, because it's cool now. Like everyone's like, oh, I like anime. I'm like, yep. Okay, cool. I like the fact that you like anime, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I remember telling someone, I was like, yeah, you know, I, like I, I plan on looking up this anime. Uh, they're like, oh, you're into anime now? I'm like, now, bitch, I've been into anime. Like, now, that's insulting. Sure. It's just, it's, it was harder to talk about it in high school, middle school, when you're like, yeah, I like Cowboy Bebop. I like Yu Yu Hakusho. Inuasha was it Astro Boy. And they were like, what the fuck is that? Right, right, right. Yeah, when, it, when it's not the cool thing, usually you don't you don't talk about it because it, it usually brings like some some bullies or some, you know, someone's like, uh, you know, makes funny for it. But when uh, when someone like Netflix adds an entire section dedicated to it, um, yeah, people change up real quick. Yeah, and then all these people that would be like, oh, you're stupid for watching it. I've got messages like, yo, uh, I'm sorry for being a dick. Uh, Helsing's actually a really good anime. I'm like, oh, <laughs> now you watch it after, because, after it became cool. <laughs> or like, I, I got a few of them were like, yeah, my kids started watching anime. I got into it. My bad. My bad. Yep. You a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, self-reflection is important, right? I don't know. Um, so I guess the, the last thing that I wanted, just wanted to run through with you is there's obviously like a crazy amount of uh, big fights coming up. Um, just wanted to get like your quick picks on a couple matchups. Um, for the uh, 155 belt, Chandler Oliveira, who do you see winning that? I want Oliveira to win. Yeah. And uh, Ferguson versus uh, Benil Dariush. I'll go Ferguson because I don't know the other guy. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Um, Adesanya versus Vittori. I want to say Adesanya. A fellow fellow anime lover, right? Yeah, I feel like he only likes Naruto, so maybe not maybe not hardcore anime but at least yeah like i mean i'm not knocking him if he has if he, he likes naruto fine let him like it it's sure. just a dragon ball z ripoff but that's no that's not here nor there right now yep and uh the last one uh nate diaz versus leon edwards oh nate yeah for sure uh i don't know there's something about leon edwards i don't like sure so he, he's very quiet, I think, for, for a UFC fighter. Um, he definitely doesn't lack confidence, but may even you know be considered cocky, but um, he's unusually quiet for, in interviews. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about him I don't like. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like I, like, I feel like there's a reason why Masvidal just, just started piecing him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I, I don't know, like, I, I, I don't know if it's coming from like, like, okay, I live in Hammond, California, which is not by any means a safe or nice neighborhood. Like the actual street I live on is one of the highest crime rated parts and Hammond is slowly shooting up to the, like climbing the ranks of high crime and all that stuff. So I kind of live a bit in the hood area. And someone like Maswell, who I know was raised in the streets, Diaz brothers, um, you know, when there's like the, those certain people, they could be some of the nicest fucking people you'll ever meet. But when you make them switch from, hey, I, you know, I've changed my life around, I'm doing good things, to going back to their hood shit, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. I like I like I have friends that you know are very gang oriented, or they were gang oriented that came out of the ghettos, done great shit. They become the nicest people you you want as your friends. They're they're loyal to you. They hook you up, and vice versa. But the moment you make that person go back to their old self, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like. Yeah. yeah, like for Maswell to give someone three piece. Mm. And granted, in all fairness, I will give the caveat. Maswell just came off a fight against someone that annoyed him. Mm-hmm. There's that, oh, yeah, I just won, especially with no injuries. Right. So he wasn't, you know, he might have been a lot more hothead. But I also know that I've from my experience of people getting out of the ghetto and, you know, doing something better for themselves, for them to go back to their kind of the good ways, you fucked up. Yeah, there's and, some antagonizing going on. Yeah, so that maybe is the reason why Edwards rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Because you made someone like Masvidal kind of go back to his, you know, kind of old self to get and honestly, I think if it wasn't for Maswell doing that, you know, or no, uh, yeah, you know, uh, for Maswell for doing that, I don't think Edwards would be relevant. Well, definitely, yeah, definitely escalated both of them um, more than any, you know, fight, I think, in their careers to that point. Uh, it, you know, it was, it was big news. Unfortunately, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to get to see them square off with each other that'd be a really entertaining fight yeah i would i I mean i I think it would be the fight to if i think regardless of edwards wins or loses i think it'd be the fight to make well if he loses i think nate and masvidal too would be more appropriate but Mm -hmm. if i think masvidal versus leon would just be as appropriate yeah i like the idea of giving you know the, the winner of that matchup to Masvidal. It seems like a logical next step for the winner Either. and Masvidal. Either, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, I thank you so much for um, coming on, you know, the interview, answering all the questions. Um, you know, I wish you like the best of luck uh, when you face off against Justin Taffa in two weeks. And um, I'll definitely be watching and, uh, and rooting for you, Jared. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Uh, Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks.